Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. SMA is there's now been renewed calls for spinal muscular atrophy to be added to the heel prick test for new, uh, newborn babies. And it's with a view to trying to aid early diagnosis and treatment. And SMA is a degenerative condition. And if it's left untreated, about 90% of children with the severest form won't live past the age of two. Now, Liz McMahon has two sons with this rare condition, um, each actually both with very different qualities of life due to early diagnosis. And Liz is with us um, on the programme today. Liz, thanks for joining us here on Lunchtime Live. You might maybe just start by telling us a little bit about your two boys and when you first became aware of their condition. Yeah, um, so Luke is four now and he was diagnosed at eight weeks. Um, We had never heard of SMA before. Um, We brought him home from hospital um, and all appeared to be well. Um, So he was diagnosed at eight weeks we started to notice that he was he was sleeping a lot he wasn't moving as he should be and stuff like that so he started treatment at nine weeks um but at that time he was very unwell and it led to a very like lengthy ICU admission and in total he spent nine months in hospital (laughs) now Luke has a lot of additional care needs he requires a ventilator when he's sleeping at night he needs daily chest physio. We use a cough assist with him. Um, his muscle weakness means he needs to be in a wheelchair and he has scoliosis, so he's had to get rods in his back. Um, he has a weak swallow, so he can't eat orally. Um, he's totally tube-fed and he requires regular suctioning during the day. Um, he's mostly non-variable, so communication can be a little bit difficult. Um, and... He has a night nurse, seven nights a week with him in the room, um, and a nurse needs to go to play school with him. Um, and then for his treatment then, for Spinraza, every four months, he has to get um, a lumbar puncture. And then he has a lot of regular appointments with neurology and respiratory and all of his physio, OT, speech and language. And typically, Luke will have maybe one to two hospital stays per year for a cold or a flu. Like back in October there, he was um, admitted to ICU with the flu and he had to be intubated and everything again. So that was a three-week stay. So, you know, he has a lot of um, additional needs on a daily basis. Um, So on the flip side then, Sean, we obviously knew about SMA when Sean is two now. And he was diagnosed when I was 10 weeks pregnant. So he was able to start treatment at 10 days old. So basically before SMA, before the the effects of SMA had started um, to weaken his muscles and stuff like that, he started treatment. So it basically put a full stop to the progression of SMA. And Sean is largely um, living the life of a two-year-old. He's walking around, he's eating, drinking. He doesn't require any of those additional needs that Luke does and yeah it, the, the difference couldn't be couldn't be any more different I mean the early diagnosis and the early treatment for Sean has been absolutely life-changing yeah. and that's why we're putting this message out there and we're calling on the government to to add it as soon as possible because um you know it's 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 easily diagnosed it's a blood test 
Um, the heel click test is there. We're not asking them to reinvent the wheels in order to do to diagnose SMA. So it 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 seems to be something that should be so simple and should be done. Okay. And um, yeah, for any child born with SMA, if um, if they get this, if it's on the heel prick test and they get the early diagnosis and the early treatment, you know, they can largely live a, a relatively unaffected, mm-hmm. normal life. Like, you know, the, it really would be life changing. The, 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 the test that you went through, Liz, you, you, um, you mentioned there that during your pregnancy with Sean, that you, you know, you, you, yeah, he was diagnosed even at, at that early stage in, yeah. in, into your pregnancy. Why was that test carried out or is that test normally carried out during pregnancy? Well, no, just because we knew, like myself and my husband are carriers of the, the gene that would lead to SMA. Okay. So when, when Luke was diagnosed with it, they took a blood sample from both of us. So then when I was pregnant on Sean, they were able to take a blood sample from me, isolate Sean's um, blood that was in my system and test it then. So we were very lucky in that sense that we mm-hmm. had um, the diagnosis before he was even born. But, you know, with SNA, if you got the diagnosis and treatment started within the first two weeks, you know, you're you're more than likely getting started with before yeah. the effects of SMA and start taking hold. Whereas, as, as you mentioned, with Luke, the diagnosis was at eight weeks. He started yeah. treatment at treatment at nine weeks versus yeah. Sean, who started treatment within ten days. And yeah, and like you know, even just listening to you describe the difference in their quality of life. Liz is obviously is obviously so so dramatic. Yeah, what's the impact you know on on your life, Liz, and all of this and your and your partner? Well, uh, when we got like uh, Luke's diagnosis, it, it did it changed life for our whole family. Like you know what I mean? Um, I had to give up work to become his full time carer. Um, like that, he had the long stay in hospital. He has an older sister, so Vivian would have been three when Luke eventually came home from hospital. And then when he came home, he needed an awful lot of attention. So as a three-year-old, she had to kind of get used to get used to that, get used to Luke having all of this. Not understanding, obviously, but he needed an awful lot of attention. Mm. And it's a hard thing for a three-year-old to have to deal. And even now, like she's she's seven now, and she has to, like when Luke goes into the hospital and he's not well and stuff like that, we have to put measures in place for childcare and things, you know, so... There's, yeah, it can be. It's it, yeah, it just changed our lives hugely. Like you, you're, you're like what you're saying today. Um, simply, I suppose, Liz, is if the the heel prick test was included in the early stage or during your pregnancy, if that was the case for everybody, you would have known about Luke and and Luke's condition an awful lot earlier, and and things could have been different. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the heel prick test is done, you know, two or three days after the baby is born. Um, so you would get the results, I would imagine, within the first week of life. And then you could start the treatment in the second week, you know. And if you get it that early, then the child will be unaffected by SMA. I mean, you know, SMA is classified as a life-limiting condition. If it was included in the heel prick test and if treatment was given early, it wouldn't be. You know, these children would be able to to, to live, you know, largely normal lives and, you know, it wouldn't have to be this life-changing condition for the child and for the family and stuff. Like, I mean, on, on average, there's about six children born in Ireland with SMA each year. 
So the longer this decision takes to be made and the longer it takes to be implemented, like, you know, there could be, you know, six or more children that are going to have to go through what Luke goes through on a daily basis. And it's just wrong, you know. There is a system, there is something there, there is treatment. Mm. Didn't the Department of Health say that, though, that, that you know, that they, they were looking at expanding the national, the newborn blood spot programme? What, what, was, was, there, was there a plan or is there a plan to, to extend that, do you know, Liz? Um, I think that's, that's all I've been told is that it's under review. I know it's been asked in leaders' questions before and so, and yeah, it's, it's, it's under review is what we're being told. Okay. Um, there is a push to try and get this decision made and get it included. Um, but I have been told that like the process and red tape and everything, like even if they decided today that they would include it, it could be a year, two years before it actually starts happening. And okay. that's just, it's just cruel. It's just, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take that long and it shouldn't have to be for these children born with SNA. They shouldn't have to, um, you know, be, lead to them being in a wheelchair or needing to be on a ventilator at night. You know, it's completely unavoidable. And the longer it takes, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it, like you keep saying, it's just wrong. It, yeah. it shouldn't take this long. It's, it's the lives of children um, that could be massively, massively improved. What would you say to the Minister for Health if he's listening to Dalis? I, I would say pretty much what I just said there. Like, you know, it, 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 it shouldn't, like I said, it's, we're not reinventing the wheel. The Hubert test is there. It is a simple blood test that will identify SMA. There are tr- there's treatments there for children, and you know time is timing is key. The earlier they get it, the better pr- better outcome and the better life um, that that will be there for the yeah. children. Like Sean is is walking, eating, sleeping, doing everything a normal two year old should do. And if he hadn't got the the treatment, he would be needing all the additional care needs that Luke needs. You know, what, what um, is the treatment list? It's there's there's a couple of treatments. There's um, Luke is getting a treatment called Spinraza, and that is a he it requires a lumbar puncture every four months to replace the defective gene. Um, Sean started on Spinraza, and then he was selected for um, a gene therapy treatment, which is a once-off infusion. Um, which means he doesn't even have to go for that lumbar puncture. And then there's another treatment called uh, Rizdiplam, which is an oral treatment that can be taken, which is, you know, it's very effective for older sufferers of SMA or children like with Luke's scoliosis who have rods, which make it very difficult to deliver a lumbar puncture. Um, So, you know, the options are there. There is treatments there. Um, But effectively, like, I mean, if, if there's early diagnosis, an early treatment, like, you know, it's, it just be, it's life-changing. Absolutely, and yeah. It really should be done as soon as possible, really. Do, do, do you mentioned the night nurse um, yeah. that, that Luke has on a daily basis, Liz. Like, otherwise, do you feel you have the support that you need? Yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot of support, but to be fair, it, it's like a, it's a battle to get that support. Like, at the moment, Luke... Um, like I said, he's mostly non-verbal, but he does have some communication skills. He does have some words, but he, he needs speech and language therapy to, to bring that on and to help him. 
um, and he's been referred, but he's not actually getting any speech and language therapy at the moment, which he's he's due to start primary school in September. Um, and like I can understand him what he's saying, but I think it's key to give him the tools to be able to communicate with the other children. In and class. why is he not getting the speech and language therapy list? Um, I think, as far as I know, there's just a shortage of speech and language therapists right. throughout the country. Um, and he's on a referral list. Apparently he's very high on that list, but, you know, he's still waiting. So. And then, as you say, he's due to start school then in, in September. So it's in September. It's obviously a, a priority. Um, look, I yeah. know you're calling today for the heel prick test to, you know, to, to, to be included. And, and like you've just really clearly I think identified Liz the, the reasons why and why that should be the case um, we will contact the, the Department of Health though and the Minister's office and just see do they have plans at all to uh, progress this any further I know you mentioned there is a review underway but just to see where things are, are at at the moment I, I'm sure there's probably other people in a similar position to yourself Liz too just on that you know the speech and language therapy waiting list that I know every time we talk about it in the show there's so many parents get in touch look the, the number is 1800 453 you can email us either that's lunchtime live at newstalk.com um, but Liz listen thank you for, for joining no. us and sharing your story with us in the programme Today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.